Welcome to Manager Tools. When a boss asks for candor, part two. This cast answers these questions. What does my boss mean when she asks for candor? What is the risk of being candid with my boss? How can I be candid and safe? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Here we go. In the last 18 months, we've talked with numerous tech companies, especially in cybersecurity, who've shared their rapid expansion plans for the next one to two years. While exciting, if you're not poised with a powerful hiring engine, it can be daunting for all involved. If you're in an HR role or a key managerial position responsible for making this happen, you may want to consider bringing managed tools on site where we'll work with up to 30 folks to teach organization preparedness and individual interviewing skills and techniques to ensure you are hiring and retaining the right people. To learn more, contact Maggie at maggie-tools.com or check it out on our website. Look for training for organizations in the menu. So now that we got the politics out of the way, how about some more guidance on what does your boss mean by candor? And I think your suggestion is like, ask for some examples. Yeah. When you're thinking, okay, what does he mean? You can't ask, what do you mean by that? Because he'll say, well, you know, more honesty, more openness, more frank conversations, not afraid of issues and disagreements. The problem with that is you already knew that. But now you still don't know why the boss is asking or what he really wants or why, whether he thinks the entire team are liars or what he or she will tolerate from you. But even that's not really good enough. Even if you had the guts to ask your boss, so you're saying I can openly disagree with you in the interest of candor, and since that's what you say you want, I won't get in trouble for doing so. He then would probably have to say yes. But that's because, again, at that point, he'd have to, and you'd never truly know that his willingness to candor would extend to all situations at all times. Because it's the risk that you, in fact, are choosing to respond appropriately to his request for candor by being candid. And if in fact you've touched a nerve, you got no protection, Bubba, none, zero. So we got to ask for examples. You might say candor means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And generally being a professional means being candid, but it sounds like you're asking for something more than the usual. Could you give me some examples? Now, look, guys, it would be great if your boss laid out two to three examples that were specific to your organization and the context and the situation. Maybe he'd mentioned that he wants direct challenges to ideas and promises no repercussions, which we'll talk about. Maybe you would say, I expect to hear from your directs that you have been clear with them about their mistakes. Now, that's him checking up on whether or not you're giving feedback in a way that's clear, which you're professionally organizationally obligated to do, even if no one does it. And in that case, really what he's saying is you need to start giving more feedback to your directs, which he's absolutely entitled to. And if you don't do it to his satisfaction, uh, that would be a completely good reason for him to say, you're not a good enough manager. I can't give you more responsibility. Chances are though, with this, he or she won't be specific. And even if he were, again, we have to ask ourselves, do I trust this guy or not? There are all kinds of people that use words like trust and ethics and honesty and integrity, but they're just words to them. If he's new to being your boss, you simply may not know enough to believe him. But on the off chance that there's a good enough relationship or glimmers of a good enough relationship, 
asking for examples, the best way to learn how far you're willing to go initially towards your boss's new goal of candor in the workplace. Thinking about how candid you should be with your boss, I guess one of the things that you could look at is how candid is your boss, right? Yeah. If your boss is candid with her boss and with others, maybe she's more tolerant of it with, from you. So here's what's interesting about that. If a boss says, I want more candor, you ask for examples and he says, well, let me think about that. Or why don't you just pay attention to my behavior in the next couple of months and we'll see. And then your boss is, let's say twice as candid as normal. I'm not going to say freakishly candid. And that means publicly disagreeing and diminishing other people's ideas or being dismissive of people or openly talking about the weaknesses of some employees in front of others and calling that candor, right? Right. As opposed to being open with her own mistakes, right? Exactly. Exactly. And saying things like, I don't know whether this will work or not, and we're going to try it. We're going to do our best like we always do. In that case, your boss has defined candor as essentially something that's unprofessional, something that's hurtful, something that's cruel, something that's crude. And there's your answer, right? And your boss would be technically right. I'm being candid. But candor is not an excuse to sweep away the underlying tenets of professionalism that allow us to function in organizations and allow organizations to magically magnify the individual productivity of all of us. If the only God we seek is candor and there is no concern for each other, if there is no attitude of team spirit, if there is no sense of, what's the word, uh, sympathy, empathy. I was going to say love, but. Love, yeah. You know, if you tear that down, you know, life in an organization is nasty, brutish, and short. But look, you're right. You said assess your own boss's level, your boss's own level of candor. Pay careful attention to your boss. Is he more open or candid than other bosses? Maybe he's inherently not so, and his definition of more candor is him still being slightly less weirdly secretive than he has been in the past. Maybe his boss told him he needs to become more candid because his boss discovered how freakishly private he is and doesn't talk to anybody about anything. And so if that's the case and you don't think of yourself as secretive, you're probably fine doing what you're already doing. Again, though, perhaps your boss stupidly defines candor as being openly dismissive of other people's ideas or demeaning uh, others in the organization or even you or your teammates and stupidly believes that that is candor. You're not going to change your boss's definition by arguing about the definition of candor publicly or privately. That means you won't be able to embrace her definition of candor, I assume. If, on the other hand, you take notice and you find your boss's use of candor to be professional, respectful, it's a great thing. Your boss disagrees with others when discussing options, but never is disrespectful to an individual and apologizes, let's say, for it. She applauds disagreement, asks everyone to recognize that sometimes disagreeing can feel sharp or prickly, and to try to learn to disagree politely. You know, there's a big difference between, hey, can I suggest an alternative way of looking at this as opposed to, no, Bob, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing she might say is to separate the idea from the person. 
Perhaps she even goes so far as to compliment you, or let's say even better, provide positive feedback for a situation where you were candid about a frustration or a disagreement. And during this entire time, this great boss you're working for, there doesn't appear any reduction of trust or respect or weakening weakening of individual relationships. Okay, that suggests then in time, you'll be able to significantly be significantly candid with your boss. And that's a good thing. But you got to pay attention to the examples and their behavior. Okay. Now, once you've decided. (laughs) You're going to hit me on in time, right? Yeah. We don't go from zero to 60 around here in zero seconds. Yeah. In my experience, it's it's good to test your assumptions and your conclusions with experiential data. Do something. See what happens. Measure it. Yeah. Again, we've seen too many situations where somebody's boss is well-intentioned, but only until results are in question or only until their boss begins to press them or until colleagues of yours, their other directs, don't understand what upper candor sounds like and are gauche or dyspeptic and make the age-old mistake of confusing candor with friendship or equality. There are very few bosses who encourage candor who will continue to do so when their offer is treated poorly because of a lack of understanding of roles, responsibilities, hierarchical structures, behavior, whatever, okay? You don't want to be one of the clumsy ones who oversteps and sours the possibility of highly effective communication that comes with trust that hopefully leads to candor. So don't obviously immediately disagree with your boss publicly. And you're right. I know I'm going to get an email from somebody, but Mark, if in fact my boss says it's okay to be candid and you don't feel your boss means it, why wouldn't you either make a joke or be completely, totally truthful in a universal way by saying, yeah, boss, I don't think you'll actually do that. I'm worried that you're going to punish us because that would be completely candid. Uh, It would also probably be political suicide. Yeah, we tend not to suggest those kind of things on the cast. Don't poke the bear. Look, you could disagree, but you'd have to do it privately, perhaps. And I got to tell you, with much delicacy and politeness, maybe along the lines of, boss, I, I can see why you're suggesting this. And I'm wondering if you've thought of thus and such or so and so situations that, or events or history in relationships that would hypothetically give some sense that maybe the boss doesn't mean it. But if you said that and she came back to you where she was obviously insulted by you asking her whether or not she's thought of such and such and so and so, and you sense the tonality in her voice that suggests she didn't appreciate it, there's your answer. There's your answer and how how candid you can be. Yeah. And just going back to the other point, don't mistake that sort of comment as not candid, being politically savvy isn't wrong. At the same time, candor is not an excuse for roughness. You can choose to disagree, but you can do so in an agreeable way. Thank you, Mike Swenson. Thank you, Stephen Covey. Don't mistake candor for argumentativeness. Don't be stupid. Don't be impolite. Don't be rude, right? (laughs) Yeah. Look, candor and frankness are often especially important in situations where one is discussing something that's sensitive. Any topic becomes sensitive beyond just the merits of the argument in a hierarchical structure because there will be sensitivities at work when there are disagreements between organizational levels. There's risk. 
There's family risk to you. The risk of disagreeing with your boss, despite the mythical idea of living in the ideal world of equality of thought and ideas and free exchange. And there are plenty of books out there about this right now. There are idiotic books that forget about the nature of man. All of that creates a sensitivity that means we have to temper our candor with some risk assessment. We have to. So basically, in many cases, some version of, look, I'm sorry, boss. I get what you're saying and has merit. And I think I see it from another angle if you're going to disagree with your boss. And I come down on a different side. That is politically calibrated, respectful candor. And again, that would be a way of after observing your boss, when you start to feel like there's a window there, that's how you would dip your toe in the water. You would give a couple of caveats and some politeness to the comment and see whether or not that is perceived as a sop or, in fact, candor that you are disagreeing when perhaps you wouldn't have done so before. If in your mind candor means disagreeing with a peer in public, and we would suggest in most situations you oughtn't, some you can, okay? Do so agreeably. Think of candor as being the disagreement itself rather than any sort of delivery that makes the difference in positions personal or unbridgeable. In other words, that's a bad idea, and you're an idiot for thinking of it. <laughs> right. Candor is not a defense against the risk created in relationships because we can't communicate our disagreement in an agreeable way. Candor is often used mistakenly as cover for disagreeable, even intemperate positions that aren't well thought out. Your boss throws out an idea and you say, without the time to have thought it through, but leaning on the new regime of candor, that's crazy. No way that'll work. But look, crazy and no way are almost always mistakes when there are different organizational levels in the same room. The simple act of disagreeing or even better, positing a different thought without embellishment, without adverse, is probably plenty of candidate for all of us. Look, if you're having a round-robin open discussion and your boss says, I think option A, you don't have to disagree with option A and take on the risk associated with that if you don't believe your boss is truly committed to a totally candid and a true ideas are what matters approach to planning and brainstorming in advance of something, you could simply say, I think option B. And most people understand that after your boss has said, I think option A, you choosing then to not address option A and say, I think option B is a polite form of disagreement. But if your boss says, are you disagreeing with me? And it's completely legitimate for you to say, no, I'm, I'm actually not disagreeing with you. I think B has merits, and I think A has merits. And I think anybody in this room, we couldn't get everybody in this room to agree on all the merits of everything and have a rank order in that we would all agree with. This is not league tables, for heaven's sake. So, so no, I just thought it was another good idea. No, no offense, boss. Option A will work, and if that's what you want us to do, I'll do it. Yeah. Let's go back to your statement about you know embellishment and without adverbs. Like in my experience, 
Some people, and I have historically done this as well, adding emotion to your argument when you disagree, particularly with your boss, is not a particularly good strategy. Now, I should say negative emotions, like excitement's a good one, right? If you're excited about something and you're talking about an option, that's great. But talking about her idea with negative emotions and with anger does not make it more compelling. (laughs) Yeah. It adds flavor. It adds spice. Oh, absolutely. And some people love to add flavor and spice. I've I've had plenty of people like that in my organization. And generally, I don't think it's very useful. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Unless you have massive amounts of trust, right? Yeah. And, and if you have massive amounts of trust with your boss, then you don't even need to listen to this, Kathy. Yeah, be candid. Yeah, you can be candid. Are you hiring or thinking that you might need to in the next few months? We're going to let you into a secret. There's an easy way to create a great interview with the questions written for you and guidance on analyzing the answers you get. The interview even has a couple of paragraphs to read at the beginning of the interview to set up the interview for success. What is this wonder? It's called the Interview Creation Tool, and you can get it with a personal license. To find out more, go to manager-tools.com and type hashtag ICT in the search bar. Okay, so last point. Guys, candor is not some code word for being able to give your boss upward, you know, give feedback to your boss. This is where the uncareful direct gets themselves in trouble. Look, we, we understand it's an understandable mistake. I would be willing to bet that a, a significant plurality of the situations in which bosses ask for candor, especially, Mike, Mike, to your point about candor in the moment, is when they're about to ask you for some form of upward feedback. What am I doing? What can I do better or different or what have you? Don't fall for it. Yeah, just absolutely don't call for it. Now, I want to be clear about this, guys. Upward feedback has become so watered down by the abysmal state of public discourse regarding management. And by that, I include comments on TV, reporting on management, websites talking about how to manage people in HR and careers and books as well. The state of that industry, of the uh, quality of the ideas in that industry is very near zero. I don't think you can go to absolute zero in real life. I think somebody told me that scientifically, but regardless, it's horrible. And, you know, bosses say, I want feedback, but they don't know what they mean by that. And they're not clear about the difference between a boss positing an idea in advance of something happening. And they mean it's okay to suggest alternatives to pick and choose at mine so that maybe only 50% of my idea gets used and it gets welded onto two other ideas of 30 and 20%. And we come up with the ideal, the perfect solution that would only have happened with some group discussion, some candid communication, probably some ground rules and some trust, and maybe even a little bit of risk. So when we say don't give your boss upward feedback, we do not mean that you can't disagree with your boss. Okay. No boss asks for candor with the intent of encouraging you to agree with her. Candor is especially necessary to allow disagreement with your boss. But here's the thing feedback and disagreement are two entirely different things. Feedback is the delivery of performance communication from a manager to a direct. By definition, 
A direct can't give feedback to her boss any more than a direct would write their boss's review. Folks, don't kid yourself. A 360-degree review is not a review of your boss by you, where you are the sole provider of information. Okay. Uh, by definition, a direct can't be responsible for their boss's budget. I can delegate my budget to one of my directs, but I'm still responsible for it. Feedback is a tool reserved specifically for managers and organizations, not just a neutrally professional tool or an organizational tool to be used irrespective of role power. In fact, feedback is a necessary component of a boss's role power because the organization has an obligation to deliver performance communications to its agents, and it does so through managers who speak for the organization. This is what role power is. But let's be even more precise. Don't use the manager tools feedback model with your boss ever, whether to comment on their performance or to disagree. The manager tools feedback model is a narrowly constructed verbal tool, which isn't designed to convey disagreement, but rather to encourage future performance. It's like trying to use a knife to eat peas. It's simply a dumb idea, the wrong tool. Anybody who sees it knows it. It doesn't work. Now, if your boss is using words poorly and says, no, I really want your feedback, probably what he or she means is, I want you to feel okay disagreeing with me. I actually had a boss say that to me once. <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, you want me to feel a certain way? <laughs> no. You may be my boss, but it doesn't go that far. So it's completely okay to disagree with your boss candidly in a professionally polite and respectful way. If you're discussing options and plans and tactics and strategies that you're going to employ, different responses to a situation that is emergent, that's not feedback because you're not encouraging one person's future behavior with the weight of the organization behind you. You're discussing an idea. Feedback is not about ideas. It's about behavior. So as you gain more comfort about your boss behaving in concert with her request for candor, Feel free to disagree with your boss about ideas and deliverables, but don't confuse that with feedback. Finally, what if your boss asked for candor and now specifically extends that to include feedback or suggestions or recommendations? Well, obviously, in light of our previous comments, tread very carefully. Do not even dream of offering feedback ever if your boss means what we describe as feedback, even if he knows our guidance. You know, in this case, he's guilty of terminological inexactitude. If you deem your boss's request for candor to be genuine, and you have asked for examples, and you have tested the waters and seen others test them also, without recrimination, without consequences, it might be okay for you to offer a suggestion or a recommendation about the boss's managing or his or her style or whatever. To do so with candor does not exclude doing so with political and organizational sensitivity. It would probably sound, or it could sound something like, boss, I wouldn't even know. Do, you know, if your boss asked for suggestions or recommendations, you say, boss, I wouldn't even know where to start. Above my pay grade. Sorry. Then if you were asked again, perhaps maybe your answer would sound like, and by the way, continuing to believe that your boss is on a good and truthful and respectful, candid path, you might say something like, you know, on occasion, not sure I can remember the last time off the top of my head, you might have a habit of asking for inputs and then shoot down all the inputs one by one. I think sometimes it makes some of the people on the team 
less willing to offer caveats and additions or subtractions. But hey, you know what? I don't know what's in your head, and that's just an observation about what I've seen a couple of times, maybe. Guys, that's not being cagey or shady. This is a suggestion offered respectfully in the spirit of candor with acknowledgement of the role power differential and what that means to you and your family. Never confuse candor with bluntness. I mean, bluntness may be accurate. People may say, well, that's truth. But truth is not the only ideal that we reach for as human beings. Okay? Sensitivity, compassion, love. I mean, I'm pretty sure that some great books say, Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is not truth. So, bluntness may be accurate, but it's unhealthy to the underlying relationship, and the relationship will be there in a modified form, perhaps a less good form, a less useful form, if you extend candor to bluntness. So, in the interest of brevity, let me add a few more words summarizing. (laughs) Look, do you want to be able to be completely candid with your boss at all times? Sure you do. But we don't want you to think that all requests for candor from every boss above you should be taken at face value. They shouldn't. There's risk. And it's better to ask for examples as clarification and to go slowly and observe how your boss handles other moments of candor from others. If the request was genuine, a smart boss will know that true candor takes trust and risk. And that takes time. And it's worth the effort and the wait. Outstanding. Man, a difficult topic. Yeah, I thought it turned out much more fun than I thought it would be. So, yeah, so there they go. So, everybody, if you enjoyed it, like go sign up for some philosophy classes at your local college. No, no, sign up for a license first. It's $200 a year. You get all of the show notes for the podcast for the next year, 100 show notes. You keep them forever. And you also get access to the archive. And you get things I think I think. And. There's more products and services coming for licensees in the months and years ahead. Yeah, and you help us spread the word and make good on our mission of every manager effective. So exactly. It's a good thing. Wouldn't life be good? All right, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, partner. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.